Okay, and welcome to Rockets with Chief Conversations to Take You Places. Today, I'm really excited to introduce someone new to the audience, and that's Kerry. Kerry Welsh, who I've been following on social media for a while. Um, and that's surprising because, Kerry, you are a lot younger than me, and, um, and you've lived a full life already and um, I enjoy learning from you so I just thought it would be great to get you alone and have a chat to you um, it is clear that you've got you've got challenges that I, because of my lack of insight I probably don't know about and you've got a media persona and you've got a private person that you are and I'd love to look through both those lenses from a young person who's starting their career um, in South Africa, which is a challenge at the best of times, um, exciting and, and both daunting. And um, yeah, so thank you for agreeing to be with us and to talk around where you are and why. And then before I start with the hard questions, you, 23, you've hit the working world. What's the dream for Kerry Welsh going forward? Thanks. You know, I've hit the world running really fast. I've tried put my foot in a bit of everything. Uh, but my dream is just to be really, I want to be really good at my job and I want to leave a good impression, a lasting impression on what I'm doing. I think when we tend to do so many different things, sometimes we forget to focus on the value of one thing. So I'm trying to put all my effort into doing my best in each department. So we can't see it now, and I don't quite know a polite way to ask this, so I'll just do it in the Daniel way. You're in a wheelchair. Yes. Uh, tell me about that. So I was diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy when I was around about one years old. I wasn't progressing the way that my sister was. So I had a neck biopsy after many ups and downs of testing and querying. And I was diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy. And it is a degenerative muscle disorder. So as I get older, my muscles slowly deteriorate and I can do less and less on my own. Okay. So when I was five, I got my first electric wheelchair. And I say it's the day that my independence started because I was given the life expectancy of five years old. And then at five years old, I got my first chair. So it was like, new lease on life we're going to try it this way and yeah never look back oh that's outstanding and and you've been you've been carrying this around since you were one five you got your wheelchair six did you go to school where did you go to school what did you study how was that yeah so I got to go to a normal public school I went to Brandale Primary I went where my siblings had gone I went where my twin sister was going and they were amazing. I mean, they built ramps, moved things around, wow. made space. So that was incredible. Um, high school was a little complicated. Not all high schools are super accessible and they weren't very open to the idea of having someone with a disability at their schools. Okay. But we did find one. It was a little bit further from home than we had anticipated. But I went to Summit College, which is now Pinnacle College in Kailami so it was a little bit further and it was a private school so we started fundraising so that I could they could pay the fees and all the extra medical needs that come from there so that I could go to school there and then yeah I took a gap year and I figured out what I wanted to do with my life because 
I had no idea when I left school. And then I went to Varsity College in Santon and got my corporate communications degree. Okay. And then 2020, because COVID wasn't enough, I got my honours in communications. Stunning, man. That is outstanding. And, uh, and you, you went into corporate communications and you are quite a contributor on social media. Did the fundraising for private school teach you anything? Was that an unfair advantage you've got now? I think um, learning need, like, to need to fundraise and learning to be very open with our story came from a very young age because to get help, you need to communicate what you need. But I think also, like my parents said, I've been talking since I was probably like one and haven't stopped. <laughs> and I think just sort of taking my passion of speaking and communicating and my need to do it quite a lot more than maybe someone who doesn't have to ask for help all the time, sort of just put it all together and sort of culminated making it like a really big and important part of my life. Okay, I, I really like that answer. Kerry, then you hit the working world. You took a gap year, done honours, COVID. COVID must have been quite scary. Are you more susceptible to um, um, a COVID type than your average healthy runaround person? Yes, I am very susceptible. That was definitely a, a pretty scary time. I mean, when you hear everyone that's really close to you and loves you, says like, you can't go anywhere. You're really, like, it's really, you have to be really cautious. And extra cautious just for me I mean I didn't leave the house about two months before everyone else stopped leaving and quite a few months after and it definitely changed me quite a bit as a person I mean I used to be a very sociable person I liked going out and around lots of people and now I quite struggle to be in large groups of people I'm still sort of adapting to my need to be around people I've become quite a quite a homebody hmm. I, I feel that and I, I feel that you know from a a perspective of of having kids how in the last three years has impacted them so i get that totally um what's the dream from a work perspective what's the dream company or, or what's the dream type of company and where would you like to see yourself i think it's so crazy because i never really had an idea of what i wanted to do so i mean even when i joined the workforce i was like kind of just winging it here which is what I do a lot of I say yes figure it out later it's a good way to do things but I absolutely love um, internal communications I love the colleague engagement and getting colleagues happy in the environment I've always loved event planning so joining that colleague engagement has become really fun and it's I've sort of like found my dream position in being part of what the colleagues need to keep them happy and keep the vibe up and see like what they may need in the working environment um i'm really lucky to have joined the dei initiative at my new business and it's sort of taking my passion of accessibility and inclusion and putting it with my work position and my professional need to have a consistent income that's why we get a job but mm. now i can have a bit of passion and drive in that as well which is really amazing stunning um you know, most of us take it for granted that the hardest part of our day is to find parking, um, you know, manage budgets through the month and all the rest. Mm -hmm. You are, come with a whole different perspective on that. 
how accommodating is the world to someone such as yourself in a wheelchair and with limited motion and movement? I think the world is changing and I think people are becoming a lot more open to the idea of wanting to understand what people with disabilities may need and they want to give people the opportunity to succeed. But I feel that there's a lot of work to be done in terms of people just don't understand and it's not for a lack of trying. It's just they don't know a lot of information. And the more we share knowledge and the more we create awareness around accessibility and people with disabilities, the more people will be open to the idea and have a better understanding. But I mean, so the workforce is changing. We, where can we learn more? What's an easy way um, to, to, lear to learn more? I think to ask questions is always, is I've always polite? been really... Um, I think there's a fine line. I think it's tricky, I must say. I've always been really open. So okay. I think it's really easy for me to say, just ask questions. I'd rather someone ask me a question than stare in the shop, for example. Like I would rather people would come up to me and be like, so do you have this or do you understand this? I mean, I think participating in things like the Rare Diseases Association would create awareness just because you would you would understand it. You would read up about it, look at the information. They're all about giving people knowledge about different diseases. So I think people have to be willing to look and learn. But I think nowadays, I mean, social media, technology, just got to look at it on Google and you find a lot of information. But I'm all for like sharing your own story and just speaking about it. Do people see the wheelchair or do they see Kerry when, when you walk in? Um, I think if you'd ask teenage Kerry, it would be wheelchair or based on looking different. But I think my new perspective is people see you as a person. And I've realized that after leaving school and like meeting new people and sort of quickly wanting to explain my disease and they're like, no, no, we just want to know you. Like we didn't see the chair. We just saw a person. I mean, I started working during COVID. So I worked from home and a couple of the people didn't even know I was in a wheelchair until they happened to run into me at the office. Wow. So that was really interesting. That is very cool. And how does tech help or hinder you today? I think I make all the use of all the technology I could possibly I really find. Do. I mean, it's expensive and it's, I think part of the biggest issue is we can't always afford it. But for example, to work, I use a lot of sort of dictation so that I can keep up with the need to, I mean, I can't type fast enough to keep up with my day. So I use dictation apps and I mean, I have an electric wheelchair and I use my phone all the time and, you know, electric beds, you've got to, got to keep all the helpful elements that we could use to make our lives just a little bit easier. Dictation app, which one do you recommend? I use Dragonspeak. Okay. I've had it since I was at school. Um, I've got a, another friend who's a radio DJ and he's the cuckest typist on the planet. And he also uses dictation stuff. He's just so useless. So you walk past his office and he's always talking. Who are you talking? I'm talking to the app. I'm talking to the app. It's always. Um, you, you are um, very seldom in your public persona. And, and I stalk you on LinkedIn and a couple of places. <laughs> You're very seldom down. Where do, you, where do you fill your cup? Where do you get your inspiration from? 
I'm very lucky to have an amazing support system in my family. I mean, I was probably blessed with the best when it comes to a support system. I'm extremely lucky. But yeah, I've learned over the years that filling your cup first is really important. And I think sometimes we forget that because we have a public persona, because I have this image to uphold that it's always positive and it's always happy. Um, I think it's important to know that it's not. And sometimes it's really hard and sometimes you need to go cry and you can pull yourself together afterwards, but you got to lean on the people around you. And I'm very lucky to have a good one. And uh, you've got this support network behind you. If you had to transpose yourself to a person in a similar situation in, in Dipslut or, or um, similar, do you, what is the one kind of carer advice that you could give for someone who, who doesn't come from as, uh, as supported structure? What one thing could they do to make someone in your situation's life easier? I think it's giving them the opportunity to speak. I mean, asking someone if they may need something makes them feel really dignified and human rather than just sort of trying to go over them and just do stuff for them. I'm, I'm often told that I'm stubbornly independent because like I want to try and do something by myself. I might not be able to do it, but at least I know I tried and I know that for certain times I could do it. So just giving them the opportunity to be human and give them the opportunity to, to try something. They still want to live their life. Oh, Kerry, that's such a huge thing. Thank you. What's in your tech toolbox that I'd find surprising? Thought about this. Hey, I really did. I put a lot of thought into this. And if you I'm tell me Tinder, I'm going to speak to someone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'm trying to plan for those kind of things. So you're not dating um, at the moment? I am in a relationship. I've been in a relationship for, I'm going to say, a year and a bit. Oh, my word. Okay, we're going to dive into that. But I just uh... Home new experience. <laughs> um, I think the best way to use um, technology for me is social media. It's keeping me really in the loop with what's happening in terms of um, medical things and NGO opportunities. And it's how I spread my word um, to get speaking engagements and to share my knowledge. So... I don't know if it's particularly surprising, but social media will be the, the tech way that I'm going to keep in the loop and keep my business going. Keep relevant. Yeah, yes. I think that's it. Keeping your space on the stage. Hey? I, I like yeah. that. And if you had to choose um, um, where to spend your day, what would you like to do more of and why? I'd love to spend it outdoors. I spend my day at the computer in my bedroom. But I mean... I just love being outside. I think fresh air, being out in nature just gives you a whole new mm. like feeling and brightness for the day. Mm. Um, so I would love to spend some more time, you know, just outside and being with the world. I'd love to travel, but I mean, I'm an anxious traveler. So at a minimum, I'd like to travel. <laughs> oh, really? As, as, so have you been <laughs> off continent? Uh, yeah, we went to Australia in 2010. Okay. And it was an amazing experience like absolutely incredible obviously they're like a world away in terms of accessibility and it's so easy there yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah i'm flying as flying as it's terrifying for me and me you're not alone there 
So if you had, so if you had, you had two tickets, three weeks anywhere in the world, where would Kerry go now, and who would you take with you? That's my dream to go on holiday to Spain. Okay. It's um, it's it's a strange one because it's because it's voted one of the most accessible places to travel in the world, okay. and I just think that would be such a cool experience, and it would be so full of knowledge. Like I would get so much out of it, and. Oh. Barcelona. Never pass up an opportunity to travel with my family. And who would you take? You've only got one ticket, dude. You don't have like the one whole family. Ticket. You got one ticket. Who would <laughs> the you whole thing. Uh, I think me and my sister, my twin sister, would we'd go on an, an epic trip together. What's her name? Jade. Jade, you're very lucky. I hope you're listening <laughs> to this. You're very lucky. So uh, you are quite young um and i bring it up again because you talk around mature topics and and where you where you fit in society but who's your mentor and um why do they have that role i think i've been blessed with a lot of meeting a lot of really interesting people throughout my life but in primary school i had a coach his name was Cade, and he he was determined that i was going to do pe and it's something so small to people but like I got zero on my report card for PE for maybe six years and he joined and he was like no zero we don't need zero we were going to do something we we're going to do it my way obviously whatever fit for me but he made it so that I participated and I was still part of the class and I managed to get a mark and he had such a, an impact on my schooling career which obviously made me more confident and willing to try in my future so he he's still around today i mean him and i are really close and i think he's an important part in my life oh that's amazing book movie podcast tiktok what's your <laughs> go-to i mean i love a tiktok when i'm finished work i could scroll for hours i really yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> i do i do like to listen to podcasts while i'm working i think it keeps you really inspired and really like in the know and you can listen to a podcast about anything really so give us your give us your top two that we should be listening to oh good question i like business podcasts they're not particularly interesting but you know they they keep you excited and i'm a I do love listening to podcasts about my favorite tv program ever it's called one tree hill but that's not for everyone <laughs> <laughs> one tree hill hey eh? that's a good have, one i'll have a look at that that'll be awesome if you've got any other podcasts <laughs> i'd love to i'm going to be building up a list so give us a podcast oh yeah send you a couple yeah thank you that would be super what's surprisingly nice about living in Joburg? what makes you your heart sing in in your own city i'm a sad think i'm the one person who's never wanted to move ever i love my home Growing up here, and I just love the people. Everyone is always willing to give a helping hand. Anyone would offer to, like, assist, put out the ramps for our car or help you up a step. Like, people are never too busy to offer some help. Wow. That is just such a nice endorsement for our city. I, 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 really, I, I really like that. That um, makes me proud. And if you mm. had to bring a visitor into, into Joburg, where's your special place you would take them? I love Monte Casino. We live close. It's okay. Very accessible. You know, there's everything there. 
Okay. Um, love the outdoor area, and I think it gives a bit of like, I don't know, a bit of like travel well-being here. I think it's really it's an interesting place to go. Oh, cool! I like. We also live close to Monty. That's very nice. I'm going to give them another look. Um, Kerry, but when you're living a life like you do, which is um, reliant on people and getting help for things that again we take for granted whether it's work at home do you ever make a, a mistake and think flip if i could have a, a do it again i would do this and undo it and and just have another go at it yeah i think occasionally i think i'm got a little more fuel in my tank than i than i really do i think to prove the fact that i can do it all sometimes i think i just push it just a little bit too far and I've come to realize that I need to give myself the opportunity to recover and give my body time to to heal when it's sick and often I'm just like no no I'm not sick and then I really am and then I push it to the point of then it's in hospital or then it's like another week in bed you know so I'm learning from my mistakes and giving myself time to recover when I need to awesome I like that that's I asked you a bit of a, a left field question, um, which is if you could be in the room at one historical event, where would it have been and, and why? Which, which event would you like to have witnessed? I would love to be back in time, back and get an understanding of the sort of apartheid era, not because I want to bring back pain, but because I just want to understand where where people came from and where their minds have come from because I think it's so poignant to the fact of people just looking different and being judged from that and I think we haven't come much further in terms of judging people because they have purple hair or judging people because they're in a wheelchair we're still so fixated on the outside look of people rather than who they are inside and I want to I want to change that perspective in the world wow okay as a young person who's entering the workplace and I think a, a young leader, what, what would you like to tell older folks so they could be better in this new world, what we've discussed today? I think that we need to be open-minded to change because, I mean, I think I'm also one of them. We don't love change and we don't like seeing things evolve and adapt so we don't give it the opportunity to. Whereas, because older people are really stuck in the way that things used to be done. Back in my day, this is how it was done. Like that was the way it's done, but maybe it's evolved to a better way and we need to learn to look at the opportunity that the new way has. Okay. Don't be afraid of change. 100%. If you could reread a book for the first time, what would it be? I love the book Soul Surfer. I think I could oh, really? read it. A million times. Bethany Hamilton is incredibly inspiring and her story is amazing. And I've never been a big reader, but I read that book cover to cover and watched the movie about a hundred times too. <laughs> and what do you like about Bethany's message? What what gives you strength or inspiration from it? I think it's her saying, I don't need easy, I just need possible. I mean, tomorrow isn't guaranteed, but it's also not guaranteed to be easy. But if the opportunity is possible then i'm willing to give it a go difficult or not wow okay cool kerry you do a number of speaking engagements what is your story what is the topics that we can expect if people want to engage with you 
Um, so, I mean, my speaking fully started with speaking at high schools, encouraging students who wanted to figure out what they were doing, sort of, you know, we're ending school, what are we going to do? It's a very poignant time in your life where you're also deciding who you are as a person. And my story was to be fully you, be authentic, give it your all, try everything, give everything a go and figure out who you are as a person and know that anything is possible, like your opportunities are out there. You just have to be willing to give it a go. And where do you want to go to from, from that perspective? Is that still going on or are you getting more and more into your corporate life? I do try and still stick to speaking at schools. I think it's a really important part of where I've come from and where all my, like where my journey began. But speaking at a couple of corporate events has also given me another like really big perspective. I always thought, no older person's going to listen to me. I mean, I'm too young to tell someone how to look at their life. But I think they also just get a different viewpoint from it. I mean, age doesn't matter. And just listening to my story and how I joined the corporate world just gives a different perspective. And where can we find out more information? So I have a big social media page, um, K Motivation SA. It's on sort of Instagram and Facebook. But it's also... KMotivationSA at gmail.com is where anyone can get hold of me. Awesome. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Before we wrap up and I let you go, what's the one question that I, I missed that you would have liked me to have asked you, Kerry? Um, I don't know. I've never, I mean, I asked so many interesting questions. I love the opportunity to share my story. I think what I'm a part of, maybe, um, organizations that I like to be um that like i have a connection with is also really cool because my ngo work means a lot as well awesome so that's kerry what ngos are you involved in that we should know about um i was recently voted one of the ambassadors for arms of mercy they raise money for children battling rare diseases and childhood cancer you were talking you're the ambassador for arms of mercy and what they are doing which sounds amazing and we can find them on, on social media as well. Anything else you're doing yes. on the NGO side? I've been working with rare diseases for what feels like years. Um, okay. I was well, you've been living person. with them. Holy crap. That's yeah. like, just like <laughs> hey, it's scary again. You know? <laughs> She's always, yeah, just yeah, around all the time. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, they give people a voice, you know, that really need it and they're really partnering with the idea of creating change in an important space when it comes to medical needs for rare diseases. And how do, how do we get involved in that? Or, or what do we do to help on these things? There's so much noise in South Africa. Where do we go mm. to make an impact? Rare Diseases has a social media page, uh, Rare Diseases SA. And if you go to their website, you can sign up to be a supporter a patient, a caregiver. So they have like different sections where you can join and be a part of. So I've joined as a patient, but I've also joined as a supporter and someone who wants to participate in creating change with them. Wow, that's uh, quite a lot to take on. Um, yeah. It's never boring. Or, yeah, never. Do you get hope <laughs> from it? Or is it not just heart sore? It's like... I try and find the hope in it and find the good parts. I mean... Sometimes it just sort of, yeah, your, your heart bleeds for some of the stories that you read. But I think it also makes you feel really 
lucky for I may have a rare disease, but I may be better, a lot better off than somebody else. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for um, letting me into your world. Uh, I'm usually quite like a bull in a china shop, and uh, it seems every now and then you're showing me the gentle side and the quiet side of of Terry. I'm sure there's the nightclub. 23-year-old that wants to get up, drink tequila and, and dance on the dance floor in your wheelchair. Does it spin? Do you have the spin cycle on there? Oh, yeah. I'll have a good dance party, hey? It's okay. good for the song. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, I'm going to ask you in, in conclusion for the youngsters out there that are entering the, the, the workspace, what have I forgotten about the frustrations that you're going through as, as someone who's the middle to the, the top end of my career, what are the things that, that where you bump your head where it's like, he's so doff? <laughs> I think we're all just still learning, you know, like I, I like to say I'm a sponge when it comes to work and I'm just trying to learn as much as I possibly can. And people need to give you the opportunity to fail a little in order to learn. And it's, you're not always given that opportunity, you know. I want to be taught with respect not sort of yelled at for doing something wrong okay perfect awesome my mic drop moment from this interview has been your comment about ask and let them speak give them the dignity to try i really think that is an outstanding thing to take away Kerry, I'm looking forward to watching your career. I'm looking forward Thank to you. seeing where you're going and um, bumping into you at Monte Casino and you can um, show me the new person that I was very polite and didn't ask any questions about because it's so new. So maybe <laughs> next time, but good luck for whirlwind romance. I hope it goes wonderfully. Thank you very much. And from me, Daniel Robus, your host, it's been a quiet session, um, but there's mm -hmm. lots of learning here. And I want to thank you for taking me through that, Kerry. I hope you have a flippin' busy afternoon. And I look That's forward fun. to hearing <laughs> from you again. Thank you so much.